together growing in faith, changing communities. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I would like us to reflect on the book of Genesis chapter 2, verses 7 to 9, and chapter 3, verses 1 to 7. The Lord God formed man out of dust from the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden in the Eden, in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the grounds, the man, the Lord God, made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, and the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now the serpent was more subtle than any other wild creature that the Lord God had made. He then said to the woman, Did God really say, You shall not eat any of the tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die. For God knows what for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took it and ate its fruit. And she also gave some to her husband, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed thick leaves together and made themselves aprons. My dear brothers and sisters, I want us to look into this text. It's, it's, it's a beautiful text. And I think there's so much in it. The first thing that I want to talk about when the Lord God had formed a man out of the ground, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. That's something important for me. That God had formed this lifeless blog of matter, a form, out of the ground, out of the Adama. And he had formed it and it was right in front of him. But there was still not a single ounce of life in it. Right up until God decided to breathe life into it. And it became not a thing, but a human person. And I just want to, to sit there. That God had created it and God breathed life into it. 
And I just want to argue that God breathed life into every aspect of our lives. He brings meaning. And I want us as we begin this week, as we begin this day, to realize that it is God who gives meaning into our lives. Will there be days when you feel down? Yes. Will there be days when you feel depressed? Yes. Will there be days where you feel that you are knocked down and out? Yes. Will there be days when you don't feel the presence of God? Will there be days where you feel that you are rejected, you are not loved, you are not important? Will there come days when you feel that you are worth nothing? Yes. But I want you to remember, it is God who brings life into your life. It is God who brings meaning into our lives. And so the first thing I want us to remember and to realize that the source of life, the reason for our, re- for our living and existence is God. It is God who is in control. It is God who is in charge. That's the first thing I would like us to remember. The second thing that I also find interesting and I love is that when God breathed life into the man, he became a living soul. How many of us are alive but are not living? I mean, we are alive in a sense that we get up, we open our eyes, we can speak, hardly we eat, or we eat more than necessary. We just don't know how to get out of bed. We close ourselves indoors. We are hurting. We run away from others. So we are alive, but are we living Is this the best of me? I often quote Tertullian, one of the greatest church fathers. The glory of God is found in a human person, truly alive and truly divine. Am I a living soul? Do I bring life to my family? Do I bring joy? Do I bring warmth? Am I a pleasure to live with? Do I bring the positive change? And that's important. He became a living soul. Then the third point, God planted the garden for the man. The man was not created for the garden, no. The garden was created for the man. All the things that we have in life, they were made for us. They are ours. That's why you should never be a slave of material things. I should never be a slave of material things. They are ours. Wealth 
was meant to be ours. Life is ours. Prosperity is ours. Everything that God created for our own good is meant for us. Where is your garden of Eden? The place where you encounter God. The place of your original blessings. The place of breakthroughs. The place of peace and serenity. Where is that place? Sometimes this place can be a physical thing, but this time this place can also be a person. That I'm complete. I'm at peace. I'm happy when I'm with this person. Where is your place of encounter with God? And I think we live busy lives. We need this. For our souls. For our mental health. We need a runaway. A run to kind of a person. Where we can find ourselves. And what fascinates me about the garden. It has everything that you will ever need. And I ask us to explore to appreciate, to value the people that God has put into our lives. The mere fact that they are there and they are a positive in your life, it means God wants them to remain in your life. But it's easy to take each other for granted. It's easy to undermine each other's generosity. It's easy to presume the other person will always be there. But the truth, they will not always be there. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.